Mixed in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's my Yang from Mixed in the Dark. It's been three weeks since I've released an episode. And to be really honest, I've just been really trying to find a balance between work, home, and podcasting. I also caught a cold. You could probably um, hear it in my voice still. And it's just been a real challenge for me. And I thank you for being patient and still so very supportive. I have a few things that I want to mention. I know some of you commented that you would love for my recorded stories to be longer. I know, me too, but essentially it has to do with the author of the story and the length that they choose to write. And with that said, let's help each other out. Please send me stories so that we can have longer episodes. You can send them to mixinthedark at gmail.com. I have some good news for you, though. I saved all of my longer stories for the month of October, so that's something that you can totally look forward to. I'm currently recording this episode from my school during late hours, and I truly hope that this school is not haunted because it's super quiet in here right now and it's a little creepy. So with that said, please enjoy this episode. My dad died in the summer of 2010. I am the youngest of all my siblings. Most of them are half-siblings from both my mom and dad. I only have one full sister. Me being my dad's baby, we were close. He often tells me how sad he was because my older siblings disobeyed him. He tried his best to be a stepdad to them but they just don't see him as their dad or even a father figure. He was old, so many people assumed he was my grandpa and were always taken by surprise when I told them that he was my dad. The details I give, it may reveal who I am and that's okay. It was around 10 or 11 p.m. when my dad passed away. I was still babysitting my niece and nephews for my brother and sister-in-law. My dad and I often sat on our front porch just talking, but that particular day, I told him, I'm scared to lose you. My dad laughed a little. Not seeming like he was concerned at all, he answered, I'll be with you for 100 more years. That night, my niece and baby nephew were already asleep in the bedroom with my sister, while I was still awake with my other nephew. My dad came out of his room and scolded us in Hmong, go to sleep. It's late and you're using so much electricity. I replied, okay, and told my nephew, Grandpa wants us to go to sleep. We'll watch TV again tomorrow. My nephew nodded and we went to the bedroom. I saw my dad go into my parents' bedroom. I laid in my bed with my niece next to me while my two nephews slept on my sister's bed with her. I tossed and turned, trying to go to sleep, but I couldn't. I heard my dad get up once to go to the bathroom. Then I heard him go back into his room, shutting the door behind him. I was still tossing and turning in bed, wondering why I could not fall asleep. All of a sudden, something gave me this really strong feeling that I needed to get up. So I did. I opened my bedroom door. I saw the dimmed nightlight that my parents used, which was just enough for me to see my dad's lifeless body laying on the floor. I immediately jumped over my dad to get to the light switch, all the while yelling for him. My shouting woke up my mom, my sister, and my niece, who were all still in a daze. 
I called the ambulance and waited for them to get to our house. The station was no more than five blocks away from my house, but it seriously felt like forever. While waiting, my dad said to me and Mong, Oh, they're here to take me. I have to go. Then and there, my heart sank even more because I knew what this meant. I answered back in Hmong, No, don't go. Fast forward two weeks. My dad was placed on life support, which meant a machine was now doing the work for his body to keep him alive. We were waiting for my older siblings from my dad's previous marriages to come say goodbye. One night, we finally took him off life support and all of our relatives left home. A few of us waited for the morgue people to come take his body. After they did, my sister, her boyfriend, my boyfriend then, and I went home. We dropped my boyfriend off at his house, then my sister's boyfriend at his house, and finally my sister and I went home. When we got home, the house felt lonely. My mom was asleep in her room. We didn't check up on her. We just went straight to our room, turned on the light to see the mess that we had left from being away for two weeks. My sister plugged her cell phone charger into the wall when all of a sudden, the lights went out. It freaked me out. When my dad was alive, if it was past 10 p.m. and we were awake, he'd just turn off our light and say go to sleep. We decided to go to the basement where my brother was and told him to fix the light in our room since his room had the electrical box in it. Once he did that, we went back upstairs to our room and tried to sleep. That night, I dreamed of my dad. I think he was telling me his final goodbye. If anyone knows how Hmong Village in St. Paul, Minnesota looks like before many of the vendors were open, it just looks like garage doors or a hallway of storage rooms. I remember that in my dream, I had this feeling that I needed to search for my dad. I ran around the building. Many vendors were not open. I turned a corner and heard the qing sound and followed it. The qing is a Hmong bamboo instrument that is used during funerals to guide the deceased to their next destination. There I saw my dad blowing the qing, wearing his daily white flannel with dress pants and a jacket. I couldn't get to him though. I just stood at a distance watching him. He said to the vendor that he wanted that ring and that he was on his way. He left the booth and I followed him. He had disappeared after turning a corner. I was sad because I did not get to say anything to him or hear his voice one last time. I've had many dreams of my dad, more than my mom and siblings. Almost 13 years later and married, I still dream of him. Two years ago, we did a Hupli Kite party for my husband, kids, and I. This is like a blessing ceremony. The shaman or Tsining came across my dad. My dad wanted him to give me a message. The message was something along the lines of, Don't be sad. Don't cry for me anymore. I'm happy, so go be happy with your life. I cried a lot for him after his death. I went into a deep depression and I often thought of suicide. After that message though, I don't cry as much anymore. I still miss him, but I am a little at ease knowing that he's happy. My kids have asked about him, and I'm still trying to find the heart to tell them and not cry while doing so.
Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.